0: The Plumbing Marketing Profits Podcast, interviews with million-dollar-plus plumbing and HVAC business owners on how they market and grow their companies in today's economy. Hear directly from the most successful leaders in your business and discover what
1: they are doing to keep their phone ringing, trucks running,
0: and businesses booming
1: with your host,
0: Josh Nelson.
1: Well, hello and welcome to this episode of the Plumbing Marketing Podcast. Today, I'm really excited to be interviewing Mike Agliero from Gold Medal Services. Um, he is probably the largest and most successful person we've had the opportunity to interview on this podcast. He's grown his business from, apparently over the last couple of years, from a million dollars to, to over $23 million per year. He is a, a widely sought after expert in the area of growing and building successful home service businesses uh, he's got two fantastic books i read the secrets of business mastery and i uh, just thought it was fantastic i got a lot of ideas and insights and so i'm really excited that i was able to get mike to come on the podcast and share some of his knowledge with us so without further ado let me uh, introduce mike to the call mike how are you uh, doing great josh thank you so much for having me on today my my pleasure so one of the first things I'd like to do is just start by getting some of the background. You Tell us a little bit about the business, how long you've been around, and kind of your, your history of how you started and how you got to this $23 million-plus mark. Yeah, definitely. So,
2: you know, I just to take you way back, you know, I got no college degree or anything. I just graduated a vocational school where I went and got the electrical trades. And at a vocational school, I went to go work for contractors. And, I mean, I was just one of those people that, you know, working for the contractor, uh, there was points where we were working and, you know, it's like our checks weren't clearing. I just remember a long time ago working for one contractor where literally we we wouldn't even pull in the line for the window anymore because we would just pull in the parking lot and I'd look at the teller and she knew us so well, she would just wave her hand and that meant no good. There's no money in the account. Now, I don't think they can do that stuff today, but that's how it worked, you know, over 20 something, something years ago. So being frustrated um, I, I was working for one in, employer, and I met my partner who were business partners for a little over 20 years now. And so we decided, hey, if these, what we considered idiots could, could make a business, <laughs> um, and they were treating people, you know, horrible, well, crap, I mean, we, we can give a run at this thing, we can do pretty darn good, and so we started an electrical contracting business, and back then, we did residential, commercial, industrial, I mean, you know, when you start, you take anything and everything, Yep. you can, and it was, uh, and I'll fast forward you a little bit, those 10 years were the best and the worst of my entire life, um, they were the best, because I was working with one of my best my best friend, which is still my business partner today. So we had a blast. I mean, we always had fun in business and goofed off. And, um, the worst part was I was working a million hours. I mean, when I tell you we work seven days a week, I think for seven months straight at one time. Um, I mean, we never stopped working and, you know, climbing through attics and crawl spaces and eat insulation. And I got to tell you, Josh, like, um, it's, It took almost 10 years for us to hit a breaking point where I was like, oh, my God, I turned into my dad. Now, my dad, I love to death. He's the hardest worker on the planet. But, like, I never really got to see my dad because he was always working. Mm. And it was kind of around that 10-year mark where me and my partner... You know, he came to me and he says, Mike, I can't do it no more. I am burnt out. I mean, when I tell you we ran hard, I don't know of any, and I'm sure you got a lot of people that listen to this, hard workers. But when I tell you, there's no exaggeration, seven days a week, 60, 70, 80 hours a week. I mean, we went until our fingers were bleeding and our knees were sore. And when he came to me, my partner, he says, we're we're done, man. He goes, "I, I can't, I'm burnt out. That's when the big shift happened. I said, you know what? Um, if you're out, I'm out. And he says, well, crap, I didn't expect you to say that. So we were forced through this pain to make this shift. Um, so I'll now take it a lot 10 years, right? Um, 10 years ago when we made that shift, we were doing under a million dollars. We were we never broke a million. We were plateaued. We couldn't hire. It seemed like we had all these limiting belief systems on like what was possible. And uh, now, fast forward 10 years later, Last year we did uh, 23.5 million. Wow! This year um, we're already on track for 28 plus million. We're doing three million dollar month now, and so we really, um, you know, we learned by putting certain things in place. You can just quantum and change the game like you you never seen before. So I hope that helps give a little framework of the a quick version, Josh, of the the past and the present.
1: That's phenomenal. So, in the last ten-year span, you went from a million in revenue annually to, to almost like twenty-eight million. You think in two thousand fifteen is what you're on track for?
2: Yeah, yeah, 100 percent. And and I mean, uh, you know, and at this point, we're we're looking at you know that that next year already, if you if you do some forecast pro- projections there, mm-hmm. that you know we're we'll hit. Uh, minimum 30, but possibly up to 35 million next year. And, and I know there's a lot of listener, listeners listening like, oh man, you know, okay, Mike may be the lucky guy or something. But I'll tell you, it really is a strategic chess game, Josh. And when you know how to play the game, and we've proven to help others play the game, when you've got know to play this game of chess, you consistently
1: win more
2: than the little losses that most people, you know, relate to this type of industry today.
1: Wow, that that's amazing. And so I'd love to I'd love to drill down on that and and talk about the the marketing, right? And the marketing fundamentals that that have made that a possibility. And I know that there's a lot of variables that go into this, from getting the right guys to having the right, you know, business model and everything else. But if you just think about the marketing, and what I always teach people is there are three core pillars to your marketing. It's the market, who you're selling to and who your client avatar is, who you're actually selling to in the in the space. Then the message, what are you saying to customers to make them want to choose you versus the competition? And then once you've got those, those two figured out, then you can start to look at media and all of the different areas from SEO to pay-per-click to yellow pages to radio to market yourself. And so let's start. If you could just tell us a little bit about who you've selected as your client avatar, as your ideal target market in that New Jersey area that you serve that's worked so well.
2: Yeah, and, and I think you you nailed it on the head. And if I was to say, Josh, one of the most broken pieces out there today is people don't understand their perfect avatar, their perfect client, right? So when, when we look at our perfect avatar, and I'm going to give you at a high-level view because you could really dial down uh, deep into this, I mean, and maybe I'll talk a little bit about the balance deep just to maybe waking up some some eyeballs. But when you look at ours, right? So we have a forty-year-old, um, a forty-year-old couple, okay, mm-hmm. between forty and sixty-five years. So these are married people, they're couples, they're in the middle-class bracket, okay, and. You know, um, there's more than two adults living in the house. So there's normally three to four adults living in a house. And right now, some people listening to this are probably like, what? What are you talking about? Like, normally I hear Avatar, and I'm like, yeah, 40-year-old, $100,000 income, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, no. See, most people have stopped at the top level, and they haven't went one level down. We know that our tier one – And without getting too complicated, when I say 40 to 65, right, Mm -hmm. 40 to 45 is my tier one target. Okay, Okay, that's my sweetest of sweetest spots. But see, when you grow in in demographic, well, there's only so many 40 to 45 in a New Jersey market. Mm -hmm. So I have my priority, my tier one. When I start running out of my tier one and I have more marketing dollars to scale that, well, then we go from the 45 to 55, and that ends up being my tier two okay. avatar. And then my last one is my 55 to 65, which is my tier three. So I want to – let me kind of simplify this a little bit, Josh. And I want you to imagine like, um, okay, 40 to 45, our message is going out there. We're getting calls. We need more. So I, I have more of the 40, 45 to go to. So I hit a button, and I say, okay, Josh. You know ramp up SEO, ramp up pay-per-click ramp up direct mail i hit the button like a like i'm shooting a missile all of a sudden i'm still not getting a return i hit it until i explode as much penetration into the 40 45 i can and then i go you know what josh guess what we're in Capcom 2 right we're in level 2 nuclear blast now i'm like boom go for the 45 to 55. Mm-hmm. now back to the avatar Josh. yep now when we look at our avatar of the 40 to 65 We're saying to ourselves, okay, these people have more than one other adult living, so what is this? Okay, so it's a couple that has their mom or dad living with them, Mm -hmm. okay? They have one to two kids living with them, so at this point, they're kids that are graduating high school and and in college. They like their first vehicle that they have, their major vehicle um, that they drive all the time is a mid-range vehicle. So it's not a Kia and it's not a Jaguar. It falls somewhere in the middle. But their vehicle that's four to five years old is like a Navigator. Right? So we know that these people like reliability and stuff that works all the time, but they love, um, they love really uh, the fun things too, the funner, the Cadillac with a little bit of engine in it. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a top view of it, but I mean, we layer this all the way down to we know that they love dogs, right? They mm-hmm. read magazines, they order a lot of stuff online. Yep. So step one, you have to identify not only the avatar, you need the three levels of avatar. So unless you're a smaller company, then maybe you can just do your one, uh, tier one. But of course, I mean, what makes a company like ours? Um, the only reason we're not a hundred million dollar business right now is I chose not to be. Okay, That's the only number one reason. Um, it's for no other uh, no other reason besides that because I've learned when and look we're a company that's doing you know whatever we're doing three million dollars a month now I don't have an office in my building Josh I'm here today I come once every two three weeks to check on my team
0: mm-hmm. so I
2: made sure that my business is a wealth vehicle to support my lifestyle does that does that make sense
1: It makes a ton of sense and I think um, it's it's the dream right Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. And, and, you know, I ask this question a lot and usually I get a blank, a blank response, which is, geez, I don't know who my avatar is. I guess it's people that own homes. So I, I think this will be a major eye opener for our listeners. You know, there's a reason Mike has gone from a million to $23 million plus, And a lot of it has to do is he's gone much deeper understanding his customer. And he's just probably at this point, glazing the surface in terms of what kind of intelligent he, intelligence he has on his avatar, on his customers. But, you know, if you start to think at this level, then you can put together marketing strategies that really resonate with your customer base and really generate results. So, well, thank you so much for, for sharing that particular piece with which I think it was uh, incredibly insightful. Yeah, and Josh, let me talk about, because I think where you were going with that, and, and you tell me if you want me to go there right now is, you know,
2: we we just talked a little deeper level about the avatar, which, you know, at this point, anybody listening to, to this podcast, which is amazing that you do this, so, you know, great job on this, because anytime anybody is serving this industry, I love everybody that, that does this, because this is an industry I'm so passionate about, because I've lived it, right, I know I know the pain, and I know the pleasure of it. Mm-hmm. But if you want me, I could talk about the message now once you identify this avatar.
1: Absolutely. That's, that. that's exactly where we're going next. So please. Awesome. So, so here's the thing about the message, right? Um, at this point, point, when
2: and, and I want you to think of a phrase, right? Um, I'm going to give you two powerful phrases, right? Um, marketing is everything and everything is marketing. That's number one phrase. And frequency builds trust. Now you gotta understand those two pieces. And then I'm gonna deliver the message. Because if you don't understand that everything is marketing and marketing is everything, you're already, um, you're firing blank. Now what do I mean? Like look, when you're on the, every piece you send out there, every SEO message you do, every direct mail, every pay per click, every billboard TV, whatever it is, um, it's so, it's so weird today in this industry. Everybody is still trying to look for the magic pill instead of the magic strategy. It's so ridiculous. There is no magic pill, but there is magic strategies. Now, when you think about the frequency builds trust, this changes over time. So now I'm going to take you to the message, and it's going to make sense what I, what I say. Okay. See, at my scale right now, I can be, I'm not as big as McDonald's, but I can do a McDonald's message. So even though my message is talking to my avatar, I've built so much frequency and trust, My message could be a little more dialed down about the professional service and we make sure the colors, the images attract that 40 to 65 that has. So when a family is driving with their retired parents in a car and one of the college kids and they're going to dinner and they see one of our trucks and our billboard or something, they go, oh, wow, professional, looks very trustworthy, I'm not going to be taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. Well, most of the companies, um, and I'm guessing at most of the companies that would be listening to this that want to scale, here's what they need to do. Once they identify their avatar, their message has to be so lasered down. So if I was a smaller company, my direct mail or whatever my thesis would be, hey, are you at this stage in your life where your parents are living with you and you really don't have time for wasting time or wasting money and you need the best value right, Mm So the service that you're going to get supplied. So the person that's sitting there um, that's cruising the internet comes across to you and says, holy crap, that person is talking to me. So you have to put yourself in your avatar's shoes and say, what is the conversation that would be happening out there today that I would look at it and go, holy crap, I think he's talking to me. It's like anytime you, you know, this is what makes, uh famous me and my wife all the time and i'm with my uh my wife i call her my goddess. because i, I love her to death for we're together over 25 years and when we watch that comedian show the competition uh whatever that that show is that's on tv all the time that's comic standing or something mm-hmm. and the reason why you laugh so hard is because you can relate so well to the joke see if you didn't know what he was if he was telling a joke about a dog or something and you didn't really know the behaviors that you know a dog's gonna lick his own butt or something, like, you wouldn't find it funny because you would have no no reference to right. this. But the joke is hilarious to you because guess what? He's talking to a space and time that you had an emotional connection to And you're like, oh, that's that's hilarious, right? Does that make sense? And that's how you have to deliver a message today that everybody reading it goes, holy crap, he's talking to me, I can relate, this is the company
1: that I would hire. Absolutely. So entering, like you said, entering that conversation that's already going on in their head so that you resonate with that particular avatar that you spent the time to select. Yeah, not only the conversation that's happening in their head, the conversation
2: that either happened in their head in the past or might happen in the future. Okay. A good friend of mine, Dean Jackson, he's a really smart marketer out there today. Mm-hmm. And we were having a conversation about this, you know, he looks at everything, Josh, as a before, a during, and after. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the before conversation, right? Which is the, like the past conversation, you look at the conversation they might happen today, and then you look at the conversation that they're gonna have to think about in the future. Because nobody's sitting there today saying, um, I bet my, uh, HVAC system or it's going to break or my toilet bowl is going to clog up. Like, I mean, they're thinking about the beach and, and their kids going to school and they're not thinking about that. So I have to create this, what, what I call my, my reality for the market. That's why I laugh, uh, Josh, when people tell me, oh man, the weather really stinks. I'm like, yeah, no, like it's, When was the weather amazing? Like, I can't even think when it was, like, amazing. Like, we get a one-week spurt of it. Mm -hmm. I said, I don't care about the weather. I only care about one thing. And people should, if they don't have a pen and notepad by now, uh, they should get one and write this down. All I care about is creating the reality that I want them to think about, right? Mm -hmm. What is the reality I want them to think about, the thing that's coming, for them to already start to get prepared for.
1: Nice. And so, how do you how do you do that in your particular market? So, in our market, we do a couple things, and and
2: one thing you want to make sure of as anybody goes out there for this, right, is is test first and test often, mm-hmm. right? Let's say it again: test first and test often, because the the personality, especially of most uh, men in any type of service business. <laughs> excuse me and it doesn't matter if it's you know plumbing HVAC test control construction or anything you know we're an all chips in type person right because we're always wanting so much we're like oh crap direct mail fees I heard someone say is good all chips in right so first we test the market right we send out a little blast we do a little reconnaissance right how did that work and then what we want to do is we create a little survey board right and a survey board could be made out of friends, it could be family, it could be neighbors, it could be other business owners, it could be you, Josh. It's very common for me to take something I'm going to send out and send it to three different classes of people, Mm -hmm. my vendors, my friends, my family, and say, just tell me the first thing you think about when you see this. And then I say, tell me what you would do if this was in your mail. What would be your first emotion if you've seen this online? If you've seen this compared to five other people and that was their message, their message was different than mine, how would you, what actions would you take? So we do a fair amount of, and this is not like, I know there's companies out there and guys spend this, oh my goodness, they spend so much money on this reconnaissance and uh, research and stuff. And at the end of the day, like what I'm telling you happens in like two or three days mm. and it's normally pretty free to do um and then i leverage the experts like someone like you i would say you know of course i put a higher level of value but sometimes experts like you me and others out here sometimes we got to test. that's our gift right We could step back and look at it from there so we do that and that's how we dial in on the message then we test it as we see momentum we pick up momentum we fire more and we just monitor
1: that nice that's fantastic so then what what would you say is the is the actual message that you're putting out cons, you know most consistently in you know to your avatar? Most consistently,
2: again, I'm gonna give you a high level view because Josh, as you and I know, if I have a conversation with you about SEO, like there's the high level, this is what it is. Oh, yeah. And there, there's all the stuff you're a ninja at and, and you know that would just blow our minds and maybe be too much.
0: Right. Here's what I'm
2: always my message always is, right? I'm always building, and everybody should write this down, trust and credibility. Mm -hmm. Trust and credibility. Now, people think saying, you know, I've been in business for this long, that that's going to equal trust and credibility. But, you know, there's no stories to back that up. There's no – they don't have the proof. So that's the high-level view that we're always hit the market with is we are the expert of choice in the industry. Okay? And here's all the reasons why. We're the expert, and by building that expert status, it builds credibility. Yep. Some people try to leverage, um, actors to build credibility, right? Oh, I worked for this football player, and, and it does work in the market today because people are so, so starstruck, right? Mm-hmm. They want what the, if they have a chance to get what the riches have, but if you can build yourself just like you are, I mean, you guys are SEO experts. Out there in in an industry, right? And mm-hmm. by being the expert and doing the show, guess what? You have a lot of credibility and respect.
1: Right. Absolutely. So, um, so always putting out the the credibility, the trust, and test, test, test. Uh, that is uh, that's awesome stuff. And uh, I think that anybody listening to this is uh, getting more than their more than their their bang for their buck. That's absolutely for sure. So, thank you very much.
2: Yeah, and Josh, you know one of the things. Yeah, and if this is you know if you can listen through this, and everybody listens to things at a different level on a different, you know, where they're at in life and business. But this year, I can tell you right now, and you know, if someone's listening to this and this can't produce, you know, two hundred to two hundred thousand more to you know a million plus more, then they probably just need to re-listen it and, and ask uh, different questions. But I want to give you a perspective that I think of in marketing and. You know, the age-old problem out there, and it's not anybody's fault. They, You just know what you know, and it's copycat marketing, right? So mm-hmm. everybody is always, uh, when I start working with business owners, they tell me, well, so-and-so's doing this, and so-and-so's doing that. I'm like, cool. The, the philosophy is very simple, my friend. Let's just do the complete opposite <laughs> yep. of what they're doing. That's it. Like, here's the question I tell people. Like, what is Hasmore? Everybody knows – Uh, Josh, do you know what these dollar stores are? Do you have those near you at all? Absolutely. Yeah, so these are the stores you go in, and um, the perception is they have a lot of things, but the perception is probably low quality. I mean, it's not Nordstrom.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: But then there's a, and I don't know if you have this by you, but we have in our area, somebody is a genius. They come out with a store that's called Five Below. Now, wait a minute. If you think of the dollar store and you think of Five Below, which one has more perceived value? The five below you think is a higher quality, and then we're only talking five dollars. What did they do? They looked at the market said, well, look, we can compete in the dollar store game, and it's going to be who has the best products for dollar, and that's like, it seems like a struggling game to me, Or we can go out there with a message five below. will attract somebody who doesn't want the really cheap stuff, but they want a little bit more. Mm-hmm. All they did was look at it and say, let me do the opposite of it. And and if more people do this in the service industry today and say, say a different message. Like if everybody's competing in the market and everybody's messages feed to service, well, crap. I mean, how hard is it to penetrate someone that's bigger than you? But if you do something completely different, the penetration is very, very simple and, and easy. And let me say one more thing. And then I'll let you pick up, uh, Josh. Okay. And, of course, if I get off on a rant, you just you just dial me back in. No, no, this business. is awesome. Like I, could, I could talk, like, literally I could probably go 365 days, eight hours a day talking <laughs> about this stuff. Yeah. Here's the thing you want to look at. If I give people a, a, a mental image to think about in their business and, and how marketing and, and what you guys do and what you're an expert at it, Josh, is, you know, I want you to imagine a whole football field and the whole football field is filled with little yellow balls. Well, if you look out in the field, all you would see is what? Yellow. You Mm -hmm. wouldn't see any other color but yellow. The minute I take one black ball and I throw it in the middle, when you look out in the field, you no longer see yellow. You see the one black ball. And your marketing is just like that. I want to be the one black ball in a sea of yellow. And that's one of the very best visuals I've ever come up with to help people understand how to really think about marketing on a little bit of a definite higher level but more strategic level.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's a great visual image and uh, I guess the, the, the message is be different. Don't necessarily just try and speak to the avatar. Say something different than everyone else so you can't stand out in that sea of yellow uh, yellow balls. But
2: definitely be different in the way that your avatar is attracted to it, right? Like I love when people, um, there's a lot of creative companies out there I see where they either turn their trucks into lions or tigers or dogs or surfboards, and I'm like, that's awesome. As long as your avatar is attracted to that, because your good marketing is either right it's either attracting or repelling hmm and so so many people and this is probably the entrepreneurs uh, the entrepreneurs gift is we're crazy as hell right like I'm a. if anybody's eating dinner with me they just know like oh my god he's off his rocker because I can just talk about this stuff forever but the second curse is we're overly creative Without dialing back, and that's why we rely on experts like you, to dial us back and go, okay, yeah, I get it. Like a, a, a teddy bear for an HVAC company might be cute, but is the 45-year-old or the 65-year-old, is he attracted to the teddy bear when he's got his retired parents living with him and they're complaining that it's always too hot or too cold? And it's like, okay, probably not. Right. So That's very important to think about when you're going through this process.
1: Yeah, be different, but also be on, be on message with the, something that's going to resonate with that, that avatar. Absolutely. Awesome stuff. And so now what I want to shift to is what everyone likes to talk about when they talk marketing is, is the, really the different mediums for, for reaching the customers. And really what I want you, you listeners to, to grasp here is we've been talking for about 30 minutes, and this entire conversation has been focused around who's the avatar and what's the message. And really, you should not be looking at any online marketing medium, whether it's radio or TV or billboards or anything, until you're really laser clear on who that customer is that you're going to be focusing on so that you can create a message that resonates with them. And you know, the big thing that Mike added to the equation is make sure that it's different. Don't just do same as everybody else type marketing, make sure that your message resonates with the avatar, but it's also different. So, But now, Mike, let's talk about the the marketing mix. And I would imagine the size company you have, you're probably doing everything under the sun. But if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about what you're doing to market gold medal services to to generate enough leads to have these $3 million revenue months.
2: Okay. First off, I want to tell you, I'm looking at the list here, and, and I want everybody to know I love almost all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I say almost all of them because, look, certain vehicles, are are attracting a better uh a better avatar than the other for you like i'll give an example and and listeners here some of them are going to be like no i love it like you know service magic and angie's list like i i'm not an advocate and they'll probably hate that i'm saying this but yeah. too bad so sad right yeah. like, if anybody knows me about anything I'm as transparent as it is, and I'm just going to say um, what comes out my mouth, even though my wife says all the time, Mike, everything you think of should not come out your mouth, but guess what? It's going to come out my mouth. And yeah. the, the, the reason I don't like these is because, look, you have a couple choices of models, and then I'll dig into some pieces that we use. The choices you have is you could be the Walmart business or the Nordstrom business. Neither one is right or wrong. The Walmart is high volume, low cost, right? And it's good. I don't think anybody can say Walmart's not winning a very competitive game out in the market there. Mm-hmm. But guess what? There's the Nordstrom business. They're the high level, um, the high level company. You're going to get great product. You're going to get treated amazing. That's the business that I chose to be in a long time ago. Now, if you're in the Nordstrom style of business and you try to use a Walmart-style vehicle, you're already shot in the foot. What vehicles do I use today? Well, let's put it this way. I don't, besides the, when you look at lead buying, I don't use Service Magic, I don't use Andrew's List, I think Yelp is the Gestapo, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I think they're the most trickiest thing on the planet for trying to abuse um, the system because every time you get something bad, they're trying to capitalize and then you can't even prove where the it's not even a real customer and stuff so I, yeah. I don't trust so but this is based on me testing right I'm not giving a I, I've done all of these at one time and done them all twice because I don't know maybe that makes me ignorant that I didn't get enough pain the first time I, I've done it twice just to prove my point but well, I do not do radio okay, okay? I do direct mail I do a lot of yellow pages. I, I think the I wanna thank everybody. Um, and cool I guess that. this might be a little sarcastic, but thank you everybody in my market for getting out of the yellow pages. <laughs> you made it so much easier for me to win in it, but yep. it still is. It's still our number two lead generator and it's wow. like a money machine. Um people normally are like now their head just twisted, right? Like the dog that passed gas that doesn't know where it's coming from. They're right. like Holy crap, he did not just say that, right? <laughs> Contractors listening to this on the road are yelling at the window. Mike did not just say he loves yellow pages. <laughs> yeah, I do love it because here, here's the thing, right? When you look at my avatar again, I mean, yeah, 65. You know, my dad's got an iPhone and he can barely see the screen and he's not doing no Google search for a plumber, right? Like he needs a big book. And he's still loyal to it. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the 55s and 65s, I mean, how many out there grew up with the patterns and habits of when you meet someone, you go to the book? Right. And this should twist a little perspective. Now, if your avatar is 30-year-old, guess what? It's a dying media. It's probably not going to work. You're going to attract your wrong avatar. So we do a lot of yellow pages. We do do TV. We do billboards. We do a lot of PR. We do home shows. We do very little, um, uh, Very. we do a lot of pay-per-click. We do not do so much uh, SEO. We do, trying to think, we do a lot of direct mail. Um, But I think here's what's probably even a most important question, Mm -hmm. right? It's not, Josh, what am I doing? It's, is there a logical sequence to doing these things? right? Yep. And I think that's a really important thing for people to think about. Like if you have a business and your website sucks, like that's mandatory, right? Because people look at a website as just a lead generator and I always look at it as a lead closer first. And let me explain that because maybe it'll give some people a shift. Everybody's looking at it like people got to come to my website to buy. I think people come to the website to make a decision. It's a credibility builder, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's that's number one. Number two, yeah, you gotta be found in the social media world. I mean, there's never been a time in the world and it really really puzzles me that it is easier today to build a $5 million business in a couple years than ever on the planet. Now, people at this point, listen to this, they're probably getting a little pissed off at of me because they've probably been struggling, right? But it's okay. Um, I love all of you out there. Don't don't be pissed. Just listen to my thoughts. Um, the reality is a startup company today with a great website and, and SEO and some pay-per-click can look, can create a perception of a $25 million business. Mm-hmm. Never in the planet has it been so easy and so, so available to scale with these, these uh, medias. Yeah. Let me go back. Um, I'll give my, my overview of how I start to think about marketing, and then I'll give you where I think some of the logical sequences. Website definitely one. SEO pay-per-click makes logical sense for scaling. But here's how I do it. I create a big circle on a big whiteboard. Now, I know a lot of people – You know, can do all this ninja stuff on their iPads and tablets, techie people. But if you're a contractor out there and you're not a techie person, I'm a very tactile person. I like to touch because it helps create different emotions. So I'll grab a big whiteboard and I put a big circle. That's my marketing world. I put a number amount in the middle of the world. That's my marketing budget. Okay. So I say this year, um, I'm going to spend 10,000 or a hundred thousand or a million. It doesn't matter. The framework works. Mm -hmm. Put them in the middle. And then I start going out and I go, okay, I need an amazing website. And I have to make sure I have the best practices of the website. And then I need SEO and I apply my budget to these things. Most people, right, the the gold a lot of times, if you've been in business over five years, um, any company can double their size of business really just doing an outbound program to their existing customers with a little – direct mail, and a higher level of service. I mean, every yeah. company can double in size. So number one vehicles is you have to pay attention to your existing list. Too many people um, are trying to buy new customers and ignore the customers that they have. After you have the website, you have the SEO, you have the pay-per-click, you're doing the outbound program to your uh, existing customers, then I'm a big direct mail person okay. because everybody has to go to their mailbox, Everybody has to touch it, and you get to get as laser-focused as possible, just like Internet, where you can talk to your perfect avatar. And if you just look at those vehicles right there, like, that's, that's anywhere from a 25 It could be a $50, $60 million uh, business just using those vehicles. Wow. Um, once you have extra room in your budget where you have uh, – You have it allocated to all the things we just spoke about. Now you can start creating what we call a fence, right? Mm -hmm. You create these boundaries. And billboard and TV is a great way to promote uh, boundaries. Okay. Okay. Because I can put billboards around, when you look at, and you guys, you probably know Josh, I talk a lot about three things. Well, freedom and market domination. Mm-hmm. The market domination is all about what we're talking about on these calls. But when most people, especially in contractors, right, we're an all-chips-in entrepreneur mentality, yep. um, when I say market domination, like that can start out with one home on one street, to the street, to the block, to the neighborhood, right, to the mm-hmm. to the immediate community. To a whole zip code, to a whole county, and then to a whole state, and that's when when you get to the point where you have more in your budget and you need to start protecting. Um, Dan Kennedy's a big marker out there. I don't really love this phrase "the herd" because I don't think uh, I don't think as customers as as you know cheap and stuff. Right. But I think you get the point. Mm-hmm. Creating this fence around them that creates so much frequency. Right. The game is the frequency game. The more frequency, the more trust, the more I'll remember you. Mm-hmm. I hope that helped. That was a big uh, big mouthful there.
1: No, no, that, that was that was awesome. So using, you really feel like the, the billboards and TV is, is, is it, like you talk about tiers, it's more of a tier two strategy. Once you're fully leveraging the first handful of things you mentioned, then you've got additional financial resources. And you, that's to, to really own that market and own that top of mind awareness, kind of like the Coca-Cola's in, in that particular area yeah and you know what Josh if you look at the list you have
2: and there there might even be some more there you can easily put and I would say when you look at radio TV billboard I'd actually put that if we just looked at it as three tiers I would say that's a tier three okay when we look at direct mail um, uh, direct mail SEO pay-per-click website I'm gonna say that's a tier one okay and what's in tier two well, I would say Yellow Pages is a tier two? Why do I say it's a tier two? Because there's a larger commitment in, yeah. right? And the thing about Yellow Pages, right? The so plus is it's going to give you leads. The the not plus is when you don't want leads, you're still paying for that stuff because it, you know, it works when you're you're busy too. Yeah. You know, pay per click and stuff. You can you can play with your budget to to monitor and ramp up like. Ramp up like hell when you need it, and you could slightly dial back when you don't. Now that's just so there's no confusion in the market. We're not talking like today you've been 100 and tomorrow's 50, right? right. Like it's a gradual slope up and, and slope down based on your prediction. Yep. Home shows, I would put home shows as a, as a, tier, uh, a tier three strategy. Okay. Um, service magic, Angie's List, if you, if you wanted to try these types of things, you know, I, I would put it at tier two myself only if you wanted to test it. Why? Because I believe pay-per-click is always through a great company, is always, and, and uh, Josh, guys like you guys are, are so more strategic where I'm not competing with service matter, where they're trying to share the message with, with so many um, so many people. So that's how I would look at how I would break these these strategies up. And no matter what, The biggest thing, I think, if you're not if you're not communicating with your existing customers well, and I always rank things, Josh, from one to ten. I know you said you you've read the book and stuff, but Mm -hmm. like ten's always the best, and one is the worst. Yep. Like I always ask myself, okay, and I I do this when I come up, like I'm at my office today to sit with my directors and stuff. I'll ask them a question, okay, how. Well, are we paying attention to our existing customers? 10, amazing, off the hook, and one, not at all. They'll give me the rank. If it's an eight, I just want to know what it takes to go to a nine, Mm -hmm. right? If it's a nine, what do we go to 9.5? And if it's a five, how do we go to like an eight? And asking that question makes you then ask the second question. How? How do we get better at doing that? And then the last question is, who is going to do it? So if I say, hey, I want to make sure that I give Josh, all my customer lives, so he can find out where everybody lives and make sure if anybody in my areas and even my existing customers reach out for me, they find me on SEO. And boom, so my my who's gonna do it is hey, I
1: call Josh up and have him do this stuff. Right, right. I think I think this you know this is awesome stuff. So just kind of circling back to that last section that we talked about, you know, tier one, tier two, tier three. The outbound effort to your existing customer base is almost like a universal. There's no case where you shouldn't be investing time, energy, and resources to make sure those customers remember you and use you again in the future. Yeah, no,
2: I can't think of a case ever that you shouldn't do that. The greatest thing is just like pay per click, where I can ramp up and ramp down. Like I can ramp up my outbound, and I can ramp down my outbound.
1: Yep. Yeah. You know, one of the really, really insightful things that you said that I'm sure all of the listeners are, are, you know, kind of thinking back. Wait, did he? Did he just say what I think he said? And you know, you emphasized two things that a lot of people have really written off as waste of time, waste of energy, and that's direct mail and yellow pages. And what you said was very poignant. the The avatar, probably if you're if you're dealing with that older age person, is still in the yellow pages, still looking at it, and the cost of advertisement has probably dropped so significantly because a lot of the players have come out of the market. So um you know we're we're listening you're listening to this this is being recorded in mid late 2015 and you're still telling me yellow pages is a tremendous lead generator for you in your market. Absolutely
2: 100% and I mean it's always been a great lead generator and I think Josh what most people you know forgot to think is um like, I learned how to play the game with them on a different level. And and let me tell you how I've learned to do this. Okay. You know, I think what's happened in this industry, and when I say this industry, I mean, I'm, I'm blanketing service, right? I'm talking about everything from chiropractic care to dog trainer to pest control to whatever, gutters, everything. Um, what has happened is people, if you go back you know, 50, 60 years ago, even though I wasn't here, I know because I've asked the questions of my dad and and old time contractors been around, the relationship with their vendors was different. They used to drink coffee together, make deals together, leverage each other together and help each other grow. Mm
0: -hmm. But
2: then somehow since I've been in business, this abuse has happened where they're constantly um, pushing on vendors instead of treating vendors like partners. And I've always treated Yellow Pages like a partner, like a, like we were married. So if it got to the point I felt like we were going to get divorced, I had a very you know transparent conversation with them saying, hey, here's my, my feelings. And then as a team, we said, how do we look at it in a whole new perspective that nobody else has looked at it before? So everybody was telling me, wow, I mean, that Yellow Page thing is probably – You could go six, seven years ago. I could remember people saying, oh, you got to get out. The sky's falling, all this stuff. And I just send to myself a question I ask all the time. What if that's not true? Mm -hmm. What if that's not true, what everybody's saying? And let me look through it through a new set of lenses and see how could I make that vehicle actually work for me in a different way? And that's why it's still working today. Really amazing for us. You'll never see me get out of the Yellow Pages, especially since I'm 45 years old now, if you look at the shelf life. Now, will the book go away? Yes, I agree. All paper is going to go away eventually. But will I ride that train until that thing just extinguishes?
1: Yep. Until yeah. the very end. So it really comes back down to the testing and measuring. If you know you're making an investment in Yellow Pages and you've got the tracking in place, so you can clearly say, here's how many calls, here's how many leads, here's how much revenue. Um, and it's positive ROI, that, that tells you to stay in it.
2: Yeah, and guess what? And and I don't want to just stay on Yellow Pages. I'll go yeah. anywhere you want. Right. When you think about Yellow Pages, when somebody picks up the book for Yellow Pages, they're not a researcher, okay? They're not doing research today because there's no research really to do in the book. They open up the book. They look for a message that talks to that avatar. They make a decision and call. Mm-hmm. They're I an mean, a quicker closer buyer to make a decision to do business with you someone online a lot of times could be a mix between i'm doing research right or i'm looking for somebody right now and also when you go to the yellow pages nothing's bleeping nothing's you're not getting text while you're in the book there's no facebook there you're getting 100 percent of attention in that vehicle and guess what when you look at the i would say especially the 50 to 65 bracket you know these this class of i guess humans on the planet they're still when they read a book they're very focused now you look at my son who's 16 years old and my daughter is 13 you know their attention is like seconds right they're like reading the book and it's like boom they got a text and now they're reading the book they're on Pinterest, they're Facebooking, and they're playing, you know, Mortal Kombat or something, right? <laughs> like, so, you know, the the demographic that I fit in, they're very detailed. They're going to sit there and read through it, not distraction. So that's why I think that vehicle still has a lot of light to close at it. But then again, if you're a contractor out there that just abuses uh, vendors and tries to always take advantage, let me give you the shift, Josh, and, mm-hmm. and then you can tell me to be quiet. The yeah, shift no. is this. I believe in the industry today that a lot of companies want to pay really good money. They want their customers to pay them really good money, top dollars for the service they provide, but I'm going to show you how this falls outside of integrity with most, which integrity is my number uh, three core value in in my business Mm -hmm. and and my personal number one core value, uh, highest level of integrity, is that... Imagine I want to sell a really good product at a very high, good price so my business can grow, I can deliver this wow service. Mm -hmm. But I come to you, Josh, and I'm like, hey, can you do what you do cheaper for me? Right. Well, do you see how that's completely out of integrity? Like if you're a cheap-ass buyer, (laughs) you're going to attract cheap-ass buyers. I mean it's just the reality of it. And and I hope people that are listening – Really make a shift. I believe one of the things, and yes, marketing creates success, but it's all the other thinking that creates success. Like, I don't go and try to beat people in the face to get them to reduce their prices because I don't ever want that attracted onto me. I think that's an important thing for people to think about, especially with marketing. Um, Everybody is needs and deserves to make the level of living that they want to make.
1: Absolutely, and, and it's a, it's a good point. You know, don't don't try and be the premium service provider, and then try and beat everybody up on price. That that is your vendor. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Awesome. So you know, just just looking at all of those channels, and obviously you've got a tremendously diverse marketing mix. What what marketing efforts drive the most leads? You said yellow pages was number two. So then, what's what's at the top of the list? And you know, in the you know the top three. All right, let me give you number one is
2: outbounding and direct mail to existing customers. To um, existing, always, okay. Yeah, that's always uh, number one. Awesome. Uh, pay-per-click is number two for us.
1: Okay. Number
2: three would be uh, yellow pages and, and directories out there.
1: All right. Awesome. That's that's awesome. And that that really kind of gears it down to, you know, what what's working best. And, of course, the sequence is essential because – they all play together in, in terms of driving good quality leads and, and generating enough leads to keep a hundred plus people busy all, all the time. Let's talk, let's talk about training. I know you're a big mindset guy. And you know, as I read through your book, I was just, I was so impressed by the fact it wasn't just a business fundamentals book. It was really about thinking and you have to be the right person at the right place at the right time in order to really be successful and go to the next level. What, what trainings have influenced you, to, you know, to, to develop that level of mindset and to, to get you to where you are today?
2: Yeah, so that's a good. So I'll share. Uh, I see you have on there what organization you'll be in. Let me tell you what uh, shifted me. And it, even though I belong to organizations, belonged to one of them for 10 years, those organizations did not shift my perspective. I shifted my perspective for one and one reason only. I had a new level of leverage, and what happens, and what's happening in this industry today, is too many people um, are taking people's money, and those people have no chance of success, Josh, at all. They will never succeed. People on this call will hear this and not do any better. See, the number one thing that's broken in people today is mindset. And you cannot shift mindset with skill set ever. Let me, let me go a little deeper on that. I could give you the most ninja of marketing strategies today, and you think that the fact you'll get more leads, that your company will grow big, you'll make tons of profit, you'll get the life that you and your family deserve, and I'll, I'll call anybody out and say that's the biggest load of you-know-what that I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, if you do not get a mindset shift, and the only way to shift your mindset is you either have to have an extreme level of leverage, okay, or something drastic has happened to you. Let me give you another example here. Okay. If you just all of a sudden um, had a heart attack today, God forbid, I don't wish this on anybody, I'm just using an example. You have a heart attack today, would your perspectives on everything you do in life change from that day moving forward? I don't care who you are see once you have that drastic you also you all of a sudden have a new a new sense of leverage the number one thing that became for me the biggest sense of leverage a couple pieces one I did not want to be the same father my father was I needed to figure this out so I could watch my kids grow up and do things Mm
0: -hmm. number
2: two I have a high level of accountability and integrity. So the fact that I had a business partner, my leverage was I would never let him down. No matter whatever happens, I will fight to the end of the world because I take letting people down very serious. Mm -hmm. I don't do it. I will cut off my arm before I let people down. (laughs) I have this extreme leverage that I put on myself that makes a shift. Now, if we're going to go to the sense of, um, and that's the biggest thing, right? Josh, like, you know, let me give let me think that sales training is gonna fix a, a a bad person on sales. Sales training never fixes a bad person ever. He has a mindset block of some kind because guess what? When you were born and you're walking around, your parents weren't turning you, they weren't like, hey, sell me on getting something you said to the child, hey, bring me the newspaper. The child's two years old, bring the newspaper, you hug them. We were Mm -hmm. built to serve people, not sell people. So there's already this mind block. Now, once I can shift your perspective, and a lot of times, I don't know, Josh, if you see me post on Facebook or my videos, I'll talk about, like, I'm the permanent change guy. Why? Because I understand how the brain works, and I understand how your subconscious mind drives your conscious mind. And I don't want to get foo-foo and deep on this. I'm just giving you... Scientific fact on if this is the most this is probably the most important thing anybody can listen to in this podcast is until you fix and create a new level of leverage and mind shift in your subconscious mind to go to your conscious mind no skill sets on marketing management culture operational systems will do anything now back I did belong to Nexstar for um, for ten years I belonged to them. Okay. I will say that's the only thing I will say about them is I belong there for ten years. I am involved with uh, service roundtable. Mm-hmm. They support my my belief systems. I support the uh, the way that they treat their people. I think the way they treat their clients that are involved in service roundtables on a couple different levels. I think they're very honest, good uh, people who really generally really care about serving um serving information they're very passionate about serving information i believe in a very healthy way to serve the industry but then of course to be my own bias here if anybody was asking what do i think changes the game i believe that and i'm not an organization right that's that's not what i do that's not what i choose to uh do i think that what i have and and what i do is a uh, a game changer only for one reason josh and one reason only I'm a permanent change guy. I understand once I create the shift, it never goes back. And when you think different, guess what? One more point to this, Josh, and I know we're probably getting on time for you here is, look, you cannot build, you cannot build a five or a $1 million business, right, with $100,000 mind. You can't do it. Yep. Right. You can't build a $25 million business with
1: a $1 million mind. So I hope that puts the stake in my statement there. Absolutely. And and we're going to give you guys listeners, of course, an opportunity where you can get some additional information from Mike. I mean, I can't imagine anybody listening to this hasn't been inspired, hasn't been um, you know completely engaged and isn't interested in learning more about how they can get closer to Mike, you know, get access to his trainings and, and really start to implement some of this in their business. So before we go there though, what would you say to that business owner that's just trying to get to the next level? They're wherever they're at—half a million, million, five million. What would you say to them? To you know, the last nugget of wisdom before we close today's uh, today's webinar or podcast. Here, here's the the biggest nugget that I would tell
2: anybody is find somebody out there today, no matter who it is that is strong enough and powerful enough to dig deep inside of you and find out what are the unspoken or unknown roadblocks that are holding you mentally back from going from where you are to where you wanna go. And I say powerful because too many people out there today are trying to do the love and hug method (laughs) and the kumbaya and they wanna kiss you and say it's okay. And here's the one thing I could tell you, Josh, is whoever you find, they should not be okay if you're failing. And that's one thing about me is I am not, I am creating a movement here for one reason. I will change more business owners' lives than anybody on the planet. But second, I, I give it to you the way you have to hear it so there's permanent change. And, and it doesn't have to be me. I tell people, Josh, all the time, I'm not selling anybody anything on this at all. I don't sell people nothing. I'm a fit, I'm a fit. And if not, I still love everybody in this industry. I'm passionate. But find someone who can dig inside of you and find what is your mental roadblock and help
1: you just change it once and for all. So you have a great chance of success. Absolutely. So get that, get that person that that can help hold you accountable and help move things to the next level. What, what what should our listeners do if they want to learn more? If they, you know, what would be the, the next best step in order to gain further access to you and learn more about your success and how they can emulate that in their business. Yeah, so secretsofbusinessmastery.com is, is a, a great first step.
2: I post a lot of videos on there. It's all free for, for the videos. Um, definitely hook up with me on Facebook or LinkedIn. I post videos every day. I'm transparent. You see everything from my dog and my lizard to, you know, value that I do. And my book is, is awesome. I, I wrote it from the deepest parts of my heart. Um, I have a, another book coming out, but there's two. There's a leadership book, there's a general business book, and there's a communication book going out. But you know what? Just take the first step and enter, enter my world um, through the secrets of businessmastery.com. Just be careful because when you enter, you can't get out. Permanent change starts to happen immediately.
1: Awesome. Well, I mean, Mike, I can't thank you enough for the time that you've shared. The The insights, I, I think, have been tremendous from beginning to end. So thank you for your willingness to share and uh, really, really appreciate your time. Thank you, Josh. And I'm honored and great job on doing this. You're serving people uh, really great. And, and that's that's nice to see. Thank you. Thank you. So guys, go to secretsofbusinessmastery.com. Like Mike on Facebook. I, I happen to have liked his both his business page and his personal page. And every day, you're going to get some unique piece of information. Um, and he's, he's right. He shares videos that it's not, not what you expect. It's um, just really interesting stuff that you can't help but see change in your business. So I can't encourage you enough to do that. Um, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't already subscribed, you can go to plumbingmarketing.net. There, you can subscribe. You'll get an email as new interviews like this are posted with successful plumbing and HVAC businesses. From across the country. So thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you again soon.